Hello, this is Bill Lytell again with some wisdom for your walk. I want to dwell on the thought of growth today, the spiritual growth, and, and what it means in a Christian's life. In John chapter 15, Jesus said, I'm the true vine, my father is a husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, beareth not fruit, he taketh away, it dies. Every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, that he might bring forth more fruit. So you have fruit, more fruit. And then he goes in verse 5, I am the vine, of the branches, he abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. So fruit, more fruit, and much fruit. For without me, he can do nothing. Years ago, I had some goats, and I had some rose bushes, and I still have some rose bushes, and I like rose bushes, and... Most of you know the rose bushes have a lot of thorns on them. I mean, real serious thorns. And God has equipped the rose bush with all those thorns so that, I guess, the animals around it don't uh, eat it. And uh, my my goats, and I didn't know about goats a lot when I first got them. So I didn't know. They were free-ranging goats. They have about five acres of land I live on and scrub land. And they uh, pretty much had access to everything on the land. So I had these rose bushes for quite a while before the goats, and they were nice and developed and beautiful and leafy and had uh, different kinds of colors of roses that smelled real good, so I liked them. And so I got these. I would notice that my rose bushes, uh, the leaves leaves on my rose bushes were like disappearing. And so I went over there one day, and a goat walked up to the rose bush, and now, this one rose bush had been completely stripped of all leaves, had no leaves, no flowers, nothing, except just some new growth. There was some new growth coming out on the rose bush. And as I looked at that, that little goat, now if you've ever known goats and you looked at them carefully, they have real, real tender, thin lips, very sensitive, very sensitive, thin lips that they have evidently very good feeling in. And it would seem like they could be easily hurt by anything poking them because the flesh on their lips is, is soft. And so I saw that go, go up to that rose bush and he took his lip, front lip especially, and he kind of felt around. Now there was that, I mean, this little leaf wasn't, uh, wasn't a half inch long coming out of this rose. And he kind of felt it and then he kind of felt around it and real carefully, manipulatively, uh, got a hold of that little leaf in between about five or six thorns and just gently pulled that leaf out and ate it. And I, he proceeded to go around to the rest of the rose bush and eat the leaves off the rose bush. Now what happened was that rose bush died. It couldn't bear fruit anymore. It died. Its usefulness was over. As a born-again Christian, we have been saved to serve. We don't get saved by works, but once you get saved, you work. That's Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, 9, and of course 10, which nobody ever reads, that we're literally born for service and work. So we're born from above to work and to serve God. The Bible says in Revelation, his servants, what people say, what do you do for eternity? What are we going to do? The Bible says his servants shall serve him. So we're going to serve God for all eternity. And service, work, by the way, is not a curse. Uh, Work was before the fall in the book of Genesis. Work is not a curse. 
animals to keep the garden and till it and maintain it before the fall. Work is a blessing. My, oh, my, oh, my. Work gives you purpose. Work work keeps you going. Work gives you stamina. Work, work gives you joy unspeakable. It makes you feel productive, like you're, there's a reason for your living. The same thing as being a born-again believer. God has caused us to be born from above, and we're to bear fruit. And we're to bear more fruit, and we're to bear eventually much fruit. His whole idea for us is that we would bear fruit. And this fruit, of course, is not in and of ourselves. It's through us, uh, and, and, and not because of us necessarily, but through us we're used as a channel for God to birth other people into the kingdom of God. He said, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's the prime directive of the church. It's why we exist, why we move and have our being. We are here to lift Jesus up to everybody we know, every place we know, every way we know that's legal and moral. And the Bible says if, he, if the Son of Man be lifted up, he will draw all men to himself. Uh, I believe that's chapter 12 of John. So if the Son of Man is lifted up, he draws men to himself. I don't save anybody. Nobody saves anyone. But what I do is I carry the light, the gospel, and that gospel is the power of God unto salvation, Romans 1.16. And so I, I just go around with this with this message of the gospel that Jesus came to save you. He, he died for your sins. He was, he, his blood was shed and propitiated for your sins, covered your sins, and, and then he was raised from the dead the third day by the power of God and, and now sits on the right hand of the throne making intercession for us. And if you'll believe the simple gospel message that that is so, the Bible says you'll be born from above. The Holy Spirit will come in. He'll baptize you into the body, and you'll have the Holy Spirit with you forever, according to John chapter, I believe it is 14 and verse 16. You can check that out. It's in that area. And so what is what am I trying to get at? I'm saying without growth, you'll die. The problem with many Christians in churches, local churches, is they are alive, but they're not producing growth. Uh, the devil's coming by, as that goat did, and he's snatching every little bit of uh, uh, enthusiasm for growth away from you, the leaves, as it were, that you were trying to produce for God. He'll snatch them away. It could be by bitternesses. could be by disgusting things that you're doing. It could be by a lot of things, but you're not growing. You're not having growth from you. Churches, they can be meeting, but they can be dead. A church can be dead. Uh, it can be a meeting, there can be people there, they can be singing songs, they can be having services, they can be paying an electric bill, blah, blah, you know, but they have no growth, there's no new birth, there's no new leaves. And if a plant doesn't continually put out new leaves, I guarantee you, you check this out, it dies, it dies. I had wild hogs for a while and I had them in a paddock, an area about a quarter acre, and I had a bunch of palmettos. That's a plant down here in Florida. Palmetto's a tough plant. You can't kill it. can't hurt it. No bugs. There's no natural enemies. I mean, freezes don't bother us. You can burn it with fire and completely where there's nothing on it. It'll sprout right back up and continue on better than it ever did before. So I didn't know there was any way to kill a palmetto except to rip it out of the ground. And it's not even easy to do that. You've got to have some serious equipment to rip a palmetto out of the ground. 
Palmettos cover all of South Florida, a very common plant for us, pines and palmettos. And so I got these wild hogs and I put them in this paddock and I restricted them to this area. Now this is something different than in nature because we got about two or three million hogs in the state of Florida and they don't go around uh, uh, killing palmettos. But I was what I looked after about oh six months a year having them in this paddock. I know these certain palmetto palmettos were dying. I mean dying. No no growth on them dead as a doornail. I went out there and looked at them and they were dead. It's true. So I had to start watching. So I started watching my hogs. And when a palmetto puts out a new leaf, it usually puts it out. And of course they're real green and they're real tender. And usually at the head of the palmetto it sprouts this new growth. It's still got plenty of old growth on it. Now, the hogs would not eat the old growth. They wouldn't touch it. But they would get up there on that new growth, and again, a, a hog, he's got uh, ability to, man, he's got ability to sense with his, with his tongue, with his mouth and stuff. They would sense, and they would grab a hold of that new tender leaf. It may be old, three, four, five inches long, sprouting out of that palmetto, and they would rip it off or chew it off, bite it off, and eat it. And the next time it sprouted a new leaf, it would they would go do the same thing. So they went around from palmetto to palmetto to palmetto, eating the new growth, killing, in effect, killing that palmetto. Because eventually the old growth wasn't sustaining the, uh, the uh, life-giving chlor chlorophyll action uh, that it needed, or whatever, I believe it was chlorophyll, uh, that the plant makes energy and stuff for itself out of the sun, and it wasn't sustaining itself, and it died. It died with, with had them old leaves on it, but they were all wore out. They had done their thing. It needed new leaves. It needed new growth to be able to sustain itself, just like that rose bush needed. So here I found out these hogs completely killed all the palmettos in this whole paddock, and it was a big old amount of palmettos, something that I didn't know anybody could do, and I didn't know any way to kill them. And then the Holy Spirit kind of whispered to me about that. If you don't produce, if you're not producing new growth, if you're letting the devil snatch away your desire to be a soul winner, your desire to be a witness, your desire to lift Jesus up, and you're not having new growth, you die. You die also. All that's left to use a hulk, a body, it moves around and, and is there, but it's dead and not producing any fruit. Jesus is big, and, and God the Father is big into fruit. And, and they're big into their investment. We are their investment. The investment is Jesus died for us so we could be saved. We put our faith in him. We're his investment. And we should be producing fruit for him if we're in obedience uh, to him. And so, is your church producing fruit? Is it producing some new growth? Now, some churches produce more new growth than other, other, others do. You know that. Some produce a little bit. Some produce a lot. But the point is, you have some 30-fold, some 60-fold, some 100-fold. But we all are producing some fruit. And this fruit, by the way, he's the one that makes it remain. Uh, we can't make it remain. We can't even give it life. But we lift Jesus up. People get saved. We had a young lady saved last week, uh, and, and a young man want to get baptized this coming uh, week or two, going to take a new converts course that we have called First Steps, and that's new growth. 
and Gospel Baptist is still producing uh, God through us, if I should say that, through Gospel Baptist, still producing new growth. But God forbid that that would stop. I went over to England, and I'll stop with this. went over to England and uh, years ago, I believe it was 1992 or three, and there were church after church after church uh, that had buildings and things with only about 10, 12 people, and they were all old. They were the old leaves. There was no new people, no new saved people. People hadn't been saved in those churches for years and years and years. And eventually those churches, uh, those old people died. The churches were sold off and and uh, they ceased, ceased to exist. I heard a statistic years ago it said 800 churches a day in England are, not, are closing. I don't know if that was right or not. Didn't check it out. But no doubt churches closing all over England. They're also in some degree closing in America. Why? No new growth. Let's be excited about evangelism. Let's be excited about personal evangelism, church evangelism, missions evangelism, and every form of evangelism. But God Almighty would create some new growth through us. This is some wisdom for your walk. Love you. Appreciate you listening in.